All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey, what's up, guys? It's JK3. The Jaguars' 37-16 to home opener loss to the Titans is what we're recording after right now, dropping us to a 1-1 record. Uh, it was hot, I'm sunburned, and I still have Let's Go Titans chants ringing in my ears. How about you? Ah, man, it was it was bad. Oh, it was such a, such a bad game. You know, just... Just thinking that you you know it was a home opener. We're gonna have just this awesome defense that we saw last week, and uh, for them to get beat in the trenches, you know, it's kind of back to life, back to reality. You know, <laughs> back to those good old good old Jags that we that we know. But you know, I hate to be you know pessimistic about it, but I'm not gonna be a sunshine pumper and try to find uh, you know any positive things to say. There were some positives about the game, but you know, more negatives to weigh it out which is why they lost right exactly well before we get into the game we do have a quick announcement to make um kind of exciting we're now partnered up with and affiliated with uh big cat country of sb nation uh so i am 100 percent positive most of you read their stuff already and uh, we're already extremely excited to be you know associated with them uh to have more access to their writers you know to have on as guests which we've had quite a bit of them on in the past and hopefully a larger audience, um, you know, because they have a pretty big following. So um, every person throughout the year that we've worked with at BCC has been pretty awesome and extremely helpful. So we're excited to be working with them in a more formal setting. Um, podcasts will stay the same, but we're, like I said, hoping to get more folks subscribing and checking us out. So um, definitely, definitely pumped about that. Yeah, it's going to be more exposure, man. You know, it's funny how this is kind of started out as just a couple of guys talking about the Jags and thinking nobody would want to hear our opinions. People probably still don't want to hear them, but uh, now BCC is going to be pumping them out even more. So just excited uh, and excited to reach, you know, another, another part of the fan base. You know, there are some people out there that don't know who we are shocking as it may be, but uh, you know, to just to be able to reach that different level of the fan base and, and reach as many people that uh, come through that website throughout the week. Um, it's just awesome. Shocking as that may be, that sounded super conceited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't know who Down by the Bank is, like you know, you don't know who Corey or JK three or Derek is. What? What? Ridiculous. Like, what, are you from Mars? <laughs> yeah. um, but speaking of that, I mean, and, and you know, I've been. Derek and JK3 both have probably been super annoyed. I've been pumping out text messages every single time that we've had a new five-star review. So uh, the second thing we want to talk about is just the recent five-star reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts. They've been awesome. I mean, particularly the huge influx of reviews that we've gotten so far in the last week or so. We're up to 50, which is just insane. So thanks so much. And we do try to give shout outs on Twitter and Facebook every time we get a new one. Quick shout outs to Gabe, David McNox, Jags Guy Sky, Jarrett, and a guy with a bunch of random letters. I'm not sure why he chose that name. But, um, and all. <laughs> try to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally, literally he just mashed <laughs> buttons. And all of the, of course, anonymous five star reviews, because you don't always have to put text in there um, so far in September. So we really, really appreciate it. And uh, especially all the kind words through email and in tweets and whatnot, like we said before. Um, don't worry. We won't talk about this every single podcast, but it's just been really cool lately with all the uh, outpouring of support. So uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you guys uh, very much for putting those five star reviews. Um, it's just uh, something that we we want to try to use to measure and uh, lets us know that we're doing uh, a, a decent job. So we appreciate it. Now, our intro music tonight 
is a song called Back to Life. When JK3 initially texted it to me, I did not recognize it, but as soon as I started playing it, <laughs> I did. It's got the corniest looking album cover on Spotify that I've ever seen, but, uh, you know, you chose it, so why did you choose that to be our intro music? It was all good a week ago. <laughs> you know, a week ago, we were all just just going to the Super Bowl. I booked my tickets to Minneapolis for the Super Bowl. Um, everybody was just up in uh, just an arms race every our arms um everybody just wanted this team to be the jags they wanted things to be different everything was awesome leading up to, to today to kick off you know all the festivities at the stadium the uh the mayonnaise belly flop contest <laughs> that the bold city brigade put on you know everything was just awesome leading up to the game and then the kickoff man it's just they returned. They 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 came back to to be those those Jaguars that we know, and and it stinks, man. You know, it, it sucks so bad to you know have to have to watch that. But at the end of the day, you just realize that some things need to change, and uh, you know some personnel needs to change. Uh, you know, in in the in the offensive department, and it, it's at the end of the day, it's not all on on number five, but. When you're when you're when you're a quarterback, man, you, you you take those lumps on the chin more than anybody else does. Right. Hey, can you explain the mayonnaise thing to me real quick? Because I've been seeing that all week in reference to the Titans. What is the mayonnaise thing all about? What's that reference? Um, Tennessee Titans fans smell like mayonnaise. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> that, that it's that's science. It's 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 a fact yeah. that if you know a, a t- Tennessee Titans fan, this, they literally smell like Dukes. Hellman's, uh, whatever type of mayonnaise you can think of, uh, that that's exactly what they smell yeah, like. I, so, I like the, yeah, I like the smell of mayonnaise. I'm not sure what that that what that, that, means, that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise is probably the uh, most overrated condiment. Ever. I will say that of the Titans fans at the game. Um, you know how people buy those like off-brand jerseys off those websites from like Japan and China. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, from like uh, oh, what is that? I can't think of the name of the website, but yeah, I I like yeah, I know exactly where they're buying yeah. the jerseys, and it's not from a reputable marketplace. Well, I think it, first of all, you can always spot it easily, but second of all, the whatever website you're trying to reference, they get shut down by the FBI. I think every week, so it's not like there's always a new one. Yeah. In other words, but I swear, it seemed like. One out of every three Titans fans had a fake jersey like that. And then the second thing was, remember the Tennessee fan from uh, Tennessee, Florida on uh, Saturday? The guy with like the hairy armpits and the overalls and stuff? Uh, yeah, the the, the uh, Davy Crockett looking yeah, gentleman. <laughs> he, he, was, he was really uh, representative of almost every Titans fan that I saw at that game. I swear to God. I mean, it just it seemed like... You know, I'm not trying to be super hating on the Titans fans, but man, it was pretty rough out there. But they, I think I'm more angry at them more than anything, because if you saw towards the end of the game, I don't know how late you stayed with how crazy it started getting at the end, but um, they were getting pretty vocal. I mean, they definitely made their presence known. And I don't know if it was as much as the amount of Titans fans there or the amount of Jacksonville fans that ended up leaving. The worst part about it is, man, is that like, you can understand like when Pittsburgh comes to town, the Packers come to town, the Broncos, uh, the Raiders, any any team with a good following, you expect them to make noise. But it is just one of the things, man, that I just can't stand is that that I, I don't know if it's the east or the west side of the building um, behind the, the, the visitor stands. That's where they all kind of culminate. And depending on what the score is of the game uh, and, and because of the amount of Jaguars fans that have left to try to beat traffic or just because they can't stand to, to stomach it anymore – uh, it's 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 very loud. 
It is very loud. It's very demoralizing, and it, and it sucks for the season ticket holders. It sucks for the Jags fans to sit there and have to hear that. But the only thing that's going to change that is winning. Well, and honestly, and I think both of you or both of us pretty much said last week that we were going to call this a win. But I think more so just because we really thought it was a must win. I mean, I don't think necessarily for the season overall, but just as a franchise in a way to build some you know positive momentum and starting off the season on a huge high note at home post hurricane um, to say that the game was a, uh, is a disappointment is an understatement to say the least. But honestly, it would have at least been a different story if we were somewhat competitive. I, I probably could have been able to stomach it a little bit more, but I did like somebody that tweeted that said something along the lines of, you know, how this is probably eerily similar to how Houston fans felt last week. <laughs> so, you know, maybe because of all that gloating, because you had the line of the uh, entire podcast history so far last week with the Hurricane <laughs> Harvey. We're representing Hurricane Irma and they're representing Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. But it's just like one of those, it's like one of those things where like, it really does show you how that that emotional advantage that you think you get is really kind of overrated, to be honest. I mean, it, it's only it, it's only good for the build up to the game. Um, the famous quote by Mike Tyson, a lot of and a lot of people say it, is that everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, and that's exactly what happened at kickoff. We um, and, and it was so it was just so such a Jacksonville thing too because they won the coin toss and they put the defense on the field. So you're just thinking automatically, okay, we're about to see the same defense that came out and destroyed Houston last week. Uh, um, you know, the same energy they're going to bring, which they did. They 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 forced them to a three and out, I believe, on that yeah. first uh, that first, first drive, which got everybody. Yeah. yeah, first and second drive, it got everybody just just unbelievable. But then we saw that Mariota is not a statue. We saw Delaney Walker. We saw Derek Harvey. We saw um, DeMarco Murray. And then also we saw their offensive line absolutely destroy our defensive line. No push, no no pressure. And and Mariota is such a smart quarterback because he'll, he'll read, he'll move, he'll read, he'll move. And if the play is not there, he's throwing the ball to the to the cotton candy vendor in the, in the third row. That's what he's doing. And and it's so frustrating because as a defense, if you can't get a hold of him and you can't get, you know, your hands on him to create that momentum, to create that sack, if you're just getting three and out, three and out, three and out, eventually they start making adjustments and they start playing to uh, their strengths. Um, and, and then they, they just continue to run the ball. I think you kind of called the Delaney Walker thing, which granted is kind of you know, I'm still having PTSD from Frank Wycheck back in the day with Tennessee and their tight ends. So, I mean, it's like one of those things, but like PFF, they actually graded after the game, Delaney Walker, the highest at almost a 90 overall grade. So it, it's, it's kind of frustrating when fans even, you know, such as yourself are predicting that this is going to be the focal point of the Tennessee offense to try to exploit our defense. And then it just happens that way. I mean, it's just, it's in, insane, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand how, um, and and it's not just Delaney Walker. It's any um, tight end that can run routes. It just destroys our linebackers. Any tight end. I mean, you think, look what happened with Travis Kelsey last year when they played the the, the Chiefs. Um, you know, anytime they come up against uh, a, a tight end that that can that can move and that can run routes. It's not. It's not good. It's not good for our defense at all. And I don't understand if they need to put a you know, someone, a safety over the tight end, double coverage him and just kind of let Boye and, and Jalen do their thing. But even then, if you, that happens, 
the, I, I didn't see a lot of spectacular play from the corners, uh, you know, this game either. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't it seem like, and you you follow the the details a little bit more closely than I do, but Boye seemed like he was getting picked on a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they 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 know that. So one of the things is, is that he was playing a, a, a soft coverage. So I don't know if if he was just giving the receiver the respect that he deserved, but he was getting picked on way more than uh, than, than Jalen Ramsey was for probably for good measure because I mean Jalen is a shutdown corner. Um, Boye is you know thought to believe is uh, you know shutdown corner as well, but I, I don't know, man. They, they I guess the the Titans saw something uh, in coverage and, and saw a couple mismatches and uh, wanted to go ahead and exploit those. Right. Yeah. Speaking of Jalen Ramsey, did you see the clip of him after the game being interviewed about the uh, penalty that he got shoving the guy out of the end zone? No, I did not see that. He basically was just saying how he he did it on purpose. He was just mad that we were basically letting the guy walk and dance into the end zone, so we just gave him a little shove and threw a couple expletives in there as well. Which- well, if that if that's the if that's it, then yeah. I mean, of course he could be mad at that. I mean, but if you don't want people dancing in the end zone, don't let them in. Well, and you know, just a couple quick stats just to run through for the game, um, at least from the Jags' perspective. Blake Bortles, 20 of 34, 223 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and one fumble loss. So some turnover issues there, kind of per the norm. Uh, Leonard Fournette, a little less than I would have expected after the first half. Um, obviously, we went away from it a little bit after we uh, fell behind, but 14 attempts for 40 yards. Alan Hearns, six receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown, larger than garbage time. Marquise Lee with seven receptions for 76 yards. And then finally on defense, Telvin Smith, eight total tackles, six solo with an interception. Huge interception, by the way. Tell me you weren't super pumped. Oh, my God. Man, you know, that as one of my favorite players to watch is, is Telvin Smith. I mean, there was an article that I read on BCC last week where he got an audible and he had to cover. I'm not sure what Houston receiver he had to cover, but it was obviously a mismatch uh, and who he had to cover with the audible that he got from Miles Jack. And he's pounding on his chest because he knows that it's about to be uh, a go time for him. I absolutely love watching Telvin play football. I, I can't say it enough. The energy that he brings, he's always in the right place. He's just your your classic, you know, underdog story. Um, he's always told that he was too small to play linebacker, too slow to play linebacker. And a dominant career at Florida State, uh, even more dominant career here in in you know, in uh, in Jacksonville. But the thing that that really sucks about Telvin is that. A lot of his, um, a lot of the coverage and a lot of the uh, people don't know him is because the Jags aren't winning. If tell if 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 the Jacksonville has even like a decent eight and eight, seven and nine record, something that gains national attention, he would be getting so much more respect than what he deserves. Um, you know, but I mean, awesome play by him. That was such a cool moment too when he took the ball and he like hyped up the fans and then threw it in the stands. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, it's awesome. Just it was such. I mean, I hate to keep going back to this, but it's such a bummer because that game started off so like you wanted it to after after the first couple series, and I just don't know what happened. I mean, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it, it's frustrating because I mean, this was and just leading up to the game today, like I I, I went to Publix this morning to you know grab a couple things, got gas, and when I went to Publix, the the cashier was like, "Hey, man, huge game today." I was like, I know it's crazy. You know, this is just unbelievable. He's like, we gotta win this. 
you know, and then when going to, to, to dailies, not to be like a sponsor driver or anything, but I just shop, <laughs> I shop at dailies and Publix. It's just how it is. And then going into dailies today, man, another guy was just like, dude, we got to win this game today. And I was like, absolutely. Yes, we have to win this game. Um, you know, and it was just more of the, not necessarily the the Hurricane Irma, uh, you know, thing. And, you know, once again, hope everybody's doing well after that. But it was more of the, the, the fact that you could take the driver's seat uh, in your division. We said this earlier that these two games are going to be just absolute monumentous for the Jags. We need to split both of the games. We, we would like to split both of the games. We did. But we would really want to win both. I mean, to go 2-0 and in your division, like, in the first week of September, that's completely the opposite of what we are used to because we're looking at draft boards at the end of October as a Jags fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I was talking to Farrah and Farrah on speaker, uh, getting some legal advice inside <laughs> dailies while uh, while reading BCC on my phone. And uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny because you did mention before, like, Telvin Smith, yeah, last week I was reading Big Cat Country, you know, BigCatCountry.com. And um, so anyway, I just think it's funny. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Miles Jack, one sack, which I'd imagine that being the only team sack puts an end to Saxonville pretty quickly. Hey, we got one. So <laughs> I think Saxonville is still here. I don't know. I think that's, I think that was way too fat. Like even NFL.com had tweeted out like the sign, like entering Saxonville. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And then after the game, I was like, dang, that moved way too fast. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of escalated quickly. <laughs> so, so what do you think that is? I mean, was Houston's offense line that bad or is Tennessee's offensive line that good I mean what changed from Saxonville to uh you know <laughs> Saxonville T- Tennessee definitely has a better offensive line uh, I think but honestly it's Mariota he's not a, he, he doesn't sit in the pocket he's a very mobile quarterback he's got his eyes downfield constantly he's always looking to make a play and he's not gonna sit there and just take a meaningless sack He's not. He's not going to sit there in the pocket. He's going to scramble. He's going to throw the ball away as much as he possibly can. And he had a huge, like, a huge um, uh, intentional grounding call. That that should have been an intentional grounding play at the, at the game. But, I mean, that's the type of quarterback that he is. He's very mobile. And when this defense plays against a mobile quarterback, I think we're going to have these, these these problems. You know, po- pocket passers, like next week, looking forward to, to, to Baltimore. I think we should see the return of Saxonville because Flacco is a uh, uh, a pocket passer. But as far as the, the mobile passers, whenever we play them, like comes come uh, later this year when we play Russell Wilson, I don't I don't see I, I kind of predict the same thing. You know, they're not going to be able to get a hold of him. Um, and it's going to be more coverage sacks and more coverage uh, plays in the secondary than it is going to be on the defensive line. Yeah, well, I certainly hope so, because I just bought that T-shirt. So, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's in the mail right now. So. Don't, don't, Jaguars. You don't you don't, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, Jaguars, don't make me make that into a uh, sleeping T-shirt. I'm going to wear it out in public. Yeah. Yeah, okay, something so, that you got to paint um, your house in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we asked, <laughs> this is just funny how this turned out, but we asked some folks to tweet at us before the recording and we'd uh, read them on the air. We got like a bazillion, which is like crazy. I mean, it's the first time I can ever say that I feel like our mentions actually blew up, which is kind of a cool thing to say. Uh, so right. I really appreciate that. But um, <laughs> so some of the ones kind of more generally that I liked, um, and, and I'll let you react to these. Uh, at Hayden Real, thanks for the tweet. He said, I want to die. <laughs> So, so there you go. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go to we'll go next. Yeah. <laughs> didn't utilize his full character count on that one. That's okay. Uh, at the underscore real underscore Liz says it sucked and they suck. So a uh, pessimistic fan there. Yep. I mean, I agree with her, and uh, they also do smell like mayonnaise. To, to go ahead <laughs> mayonnaise. Is, I mean, that. I don't like. I don't get that one. I like mayonnaise. Um, Paris. I mean, we, let me address that mayonnaise really quick. So we're not talking like spicy mayo, like shrimp sauce at a sushi restaurant. We're talking about like Hellman's. The stuff that comes in jars. Yeah, I'm good with I'm good with help. Ah, I mean, I'm ah, good with all right. <laughs> so, um, I'm not good with it with that guy jumping into it with his shirt off and everything. That was disgusting looking to watch that clip. But anyway, um, at Para Steve, uh, this guy's from Australia apparently, which is pretty cool. Living in Australia, I woke up at 4 a.m. to check the score, and it was nine to three. Woke up two hours later and thought I was in a nightmare. Well, that sucks. Um, not good for international <laughs> relations. <laughs> um, at, at shred underscore Lord, another year, another, I'm going to use a different word for the expletive that he wrote. Crappy Jaguar team. Uh, week one was a fluke. Never going to another opening game day again, unless we win the Super Bowl. So never going to see him for a while. <laughs> and then, uh, lastly for right now at Trav lo- likes bacon. Who's Travis Holmes. We've actually had him on before. Um, he said, I hate that. I love this team glutton for punishment. Hashtag. They are who we thought they were in the off season. So do you agree with that? statement i i absolutely agree with him man and, and here's the thing they make it so hard to be a jaguars fan they make it just so tough because week one you're walking into work like lavar ball tomorrow <laughs> i have no idea what the the type of reaction i'm going to get tomorrow but you know what i'm still going to wear my jags you know apparel and everything but it, they just make it so tough they, they really do. Um, another thing, too, that I really didn't understand was how one-dimensional the offense was today. I mean, we we know that you're going to run the ball. We know you want to run the ball with, with Fournette, um, you know, Ivory, get him with the smashed mouth. But, I mean, come on. I mean, you got to you, – you, you can't wait until you're down – 21 points to try to start throwing the football. I mean, you really can. I understand what we have at quarterback, and I understand, you know, what type of issue that poses, but this is still the National Football League. You still have to throw the football. And then on top of that, him throwing the football, the receivers, you got to catch the ball. I mean, our number one is down. Everyone's got to step up, man. You got to catch those balls. I think you mentioned that uh, Marquise Lee had. Uh, seven catches for 76 yards, but he also had 12 targets. So, yeah. So he he, he you gotta you gotta catch those balls, man. You you gotta just step up for your team, and whenever the 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 opportunity is there, you just have to make the plays, man. Bortles was a huge focal point. The stands literally went from loving the guy in the first half, especially after that one run play. Remember who he like juke the guy out? Um, oh, and then he ran him cool. over. Yeah, oh, then he gets ran, trucked yeah. by a quarterback. <laughs> He's a pretty big guy, though. Um, And he's still a quarterback. Who gets trucked by a quarterback, though? Yeah. Well, he went from hero, because, I mean, really, I think the fans want him to be successful. I mean, I think, like, in the first half, you really saw that when he had a couple plays. Like, people were really excited and into him. And then to just getting, (laughs) I mean, it's so crazy how quickly this stuff turns. Just getting booed and ripped nonstop in the second half. I mean, I had a guy a couple rows back behind us who was just, I mean, it was just really bad. So, you know, PFF, as I mentioned earlier, they they mentioned an interesting stat that he completed just 36.4% of his passes while being blitzed, which is obviously not great. But they 
they had a little bit more sympathy that his struggles were not necessarily his fault. Do you think, because, you know, you keep in mind his interceptions were, were, I believe both of them were tipped. And then the fumble, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, but it's not like, you know, he didn't really see the guy. So that might be a protection thing more than anything. Is it too early to kind of jump on the, after week one, where we were a little confident and to, and seeing a guy that was, you know, a little bit more balanced offense, maybe less pressure on them. Is it too early to jump on the it's all Bortles bandwagon? Or was this kind of a sort of the same stuff we'd seen from in the past kind of thing, uh, especially the padding the stats and garbage time stuff? It's it's just a so. OK, so I'm going to the garbage time stuff is classic Blake, because that one year where a Rob went to the to the Pro Bowl and all that, all of his stats were in garbage time, like none of the touchdowns and none of the like the. the the crazy passing and the yards and everything wasn't an accurate, uh, you know, reflection of him because they were all in garbage time. And then so so going back to 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 is it too early to jump on? It's his fault. It's not yet. I mean, it's the second week. I don't want to hit the panic button yet. It's the second week, but we're starting to see some of those just bad luck plays that just continue to haunt this team. I don't understand how this team just cannot catch a break. Um, you know, with tip balls. Um, with fumbles, they they just have the worst luck. And you know, with him throwing the ball, he's a pretty tall guy. I think it's just getting the the, the ball over the defensive line that's jumping, the defensive lineman that's jumping with their hands outstretched. Because now that's what they do. If they can't get any pressure, pressure, they're automatically jumping up trying to anticipate it. So he's got to read for that. And then the the tip balls, man. It's just bad luck, Blake. I, I hate to say it, man, but it's just bad luck that 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 happens. Sucks. Couple uh, tweets in regards that kind of, uh, you know, filtered out regarding just the quarterback at DJ Goldman 35 wrote to us. He said, it's a shame this team doesn't have a competent quarterback. They would be a very solid team with one time to enter the Darnold slash Rosen sweepstakes. And I don't really follow college football too much. Are those like the top quarterback prospects or something? Um, yeah. So, um, and, and go ahead and throw in Lamar, ja- uh, Lamar Jackson from Louisville, who didn't have a good showing last night either. But this is the type of things that we are we're automatically talking about. It's the second week in September, and now we're already looking forward to February, and 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 the you know in February March when the combine comes out. I mean, it's way too early for that kind of overreaction. But I mean, this the, everyone's gonna get upset. At Blake, but you just got to realize that the the leadership, the regime has come out and said that he's the quarterback right now. So as of right now, this is the best option that we have. Uh, Ryan Day on Big Cat Country had actually mentioned uh, the press conference afterwards, which I haven't had a chance to listen to yet, but it sounds like Marone's pretty much in, in Bortles camp, which again, after reading what PFF wrote and looking at it a little bit more closely, eh, maybe it's not as much his fault, but um, at Brandon 3 Honda says, should Henny start next week? That's not going to happen. I mean, wouldn't you no. say? Yeah, that's done. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, at 25 cent giraffes. That's interesting. Um, don't think, <laughs> yeah, don't think Blake cost the game more. So play calling, uh, to limit him. Uh, that said playing to limit him is a reason to get rid of him. So that's kind of an interesting, uh, and also that, rhyming. That's, tweet. that's really that. Yeah, that's really, it rhymes. I, I mean, I almost threw you like a couple of mics. <laughs> you rhyme that really well, but I mean, when you when you have to water down the playbook to make sure that you're putting him in the right position, that's not really a good sign. Um, and then also, man, it's just like you can't 
it, it's him. You, you got to go with your quarterback right now. So it's just, man, that I, I agree with the play calling, though. The, the play calling is a little bit one-dimensional um, right now, and we're putting a lot of stuff on tape for these teams to, to try to exploit. At Daryl underscore manual, predictable play calling in order to limit Bortles throwing, but you can't win being scared to air it out. That being said, I understand. Um, at Sherman Jags, I could only imagine what this team could look like with a competent quarterback. Um, this one's kind of interesting from Travis Holmes again. The Jags attempted to become the 2016 Titans, but took shortcuts on O-line and QB. Tennessee just showed us the real thing, own the trenches in the quarterback, which is kind of how you let us off tonight. Yeah, that, I mean, and, and that's exactly what Tennessee did. They built from the interior line out. So they uh, they they drafted, uh, they, they picked up the two cornerstone, I think, uh, left and right tackle. They did some guard work um, also. And then they drafted Derrick Henry and then brought in... Um, DeMarco Murray so you think about it Derrick Henry's your bruising running back Chris Ivory's our bruising running back and then DeMarco Murray is more of like a a, a scat back uh, he has some power and can move kind of like a Fournette as well so and, and then they're they're tight end the one thing they do have is a, is a very formidable tight end that we do not have which hasn't been addressed yet I mean don't get me wrong I love Mercedes Lewis just like the next Jaguar fan I mean he's been there for 12 years Awesome guy, pretty good in the community and everything else like that. But it's time to upgrade that that tight end position. And then with the quarterback, man, I mean, it's Mariota. He people forget that what he did at Oregon, and a lot of people that come out of Oregon don't really translate well into the pros because of the type of offense they run in Oregon. But he's made that transition. He's accurate when he needs to be. He can get out of the pocket and move. I mean, and and that's exactly what the Jaguars want to be. They want to be. The, the Titans, they want to try to replicate their formula, what they've done. We're just trying to do it a cheap way, kind of like the way the Tennessee Titans buy those jerseys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> super cheap, super cheap. Very noticeable. <laughs> don't, don't do it, okay? We all know. Um, and uh, last tweet, and I promise through either a like or a retweet, um, maybe not retweets on the ones that had a lot of curse words in them, but um, to, to all the ones that I could, just uh, th- there were so many that it's, that's hard to, to read all of them on here. Um, but the last one from at Duval Bell 904, there's a reason why so many were uh, PO'd we didn't draft or pick up a quarterback and free agent, and it proved itself today. Hackett called a, uh, let's say, poo, uh, to replace his word, game today as well. So, um, again, just kind of you know the same theme that we're seeing from a lot of fans as far as feedback goes. And it was interesting, too, because I think Hackett was like the – he was on one of those video packages uh, early on in the game, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was – that worked out pretty well that we retained them. That was a smart move. And then by the end, you start questioning everything in life. So, so uh, lastly, kind of PFF uh, rated the the top five players. Um, not surprisingly, I would guess Telvin Smith, number one, Jalen Ramsey, two, Alan Hearns, three, which again, I think most of his stuff was picked up in the, in the garbage time stuff. Marquise Lee, four and uh, Patrick uh, Amane uh, as five. Um, one thing I noticed during the game that I specifically want to give myself personal credit for uh, is that the announcer finally fixed and stopped messing up the move those chains chant that I complained about a couple weeks ago. So uh, I don't know if you fans noticed that, but uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're a man of the people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, he <laughs> messed it up in preseason and it's fixed now. So I was really excited about that. So um, any uh, kind of last thoughts on the game or anything else that stood out to you, either at the game or just at the stadium in general? Uh, I mean, Good job to to the fans, everyone showing up, uh, doing our part. But I, I don't ever think that's an issue with this team is the the love and the support from the fans that we get. Um, but it's just we we gotta 
I mean, we can't control what they do on the field. We really can't. If it was uh, the fans uh, and their will to win the game for the team, then we would probably be undefeated uh, in that in that department. I mean, you know, one one thing Bold City they say is they win the tailgate, so we definitely won the tailgate today. That's for sure. But uh, I mean, man, it was just just a. It felt great for football being back. Besides it just being ridiculously hot today like I, Tim Deegan really he really got me on that one when he said that it was going to be uh, a nice day today it was incredibly hot <laughs> so uh but uh, you know shout out to everybody that came to the game um you know next week we have one of my favorite days of the year we have uh, breakfast and football so uh, we should uh you know definitely expect to see a little bit different uh you know result playing against uh, the Ravens and plus we we always went in London right We'll have to we'll have to get a report from my buddy uh, Garrett over there to see if they're uh, or Gareth to uh, to see if they're like watching the game with holding scepters and the crown jewels. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent transition because Gareth actually he's our uh, Gareth Hughes is our uh, UK correspondent as we like to say because we're uh, real official and fancy like that. He uh, just reached out the other day and apparently he's going to give us a little inside scoop on what's going on, some uh, pictures, videos, uh, maybe a little audio clip that we can upload. Um, we'd have him on, but I think we'd have to get up at like three in the morning or something. So that's a no can do. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but. Uh, but he's a cool guy, and we really appreciate that for sure. Um, and as as JK3 said, next game is in the UK. So uh, like you said, an early game there. We'll kind of wrap up here. We'll be back later this week to talk a little bit uh, more about this game, but also looking ahead to the next game. Again, just want to reemphasize the excitement of joining up and partnering with uh, Big Cat Country. We're super pumped about that. And again, thanks so much for all the support that we've gotten on Apple Podcasts, all the subscribers on all the other podcast platforms and all the Twitter followers that we picked up recently too. So, uh, and if you don't already know, we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. And if you have any feedbacks, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at downbythebank at gmail.com. Uh, so once again, we appreciate you guys listening and we will talk to you guys later this week. All right, guys, take it easy. Have a good work week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.